This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hi, good evening, listeners. Um, this is the last week of January. Can you believe it? Um, mm. It feels like a long time since those uh, fireworks were, were lit and uh, mm-hmm. crackers mm-hmm. and stuff. Has almost forgotten already. Mm. But yeah, and, we are. And New are. Year's resolutions are forgotten, perhaps, I think, by perhaps, many. Perhaps <laughs> by some. Hey. And, uh, and, and in this month, we are talking about new beginnings. And, uh, so we're ending off with this topic of new beginnings. Mm. And I think it's important when we talk about new beginnings for people that maybe didn't have New Year's resolutions but have goals. Mm. Because like we said in the first program of this month, we spoke about if you really want to make changes, the New Year is a good time to start with that. But then um, if we have goals to have accountability Mm. and to have people that help us to stay accountable, because Mm. otherwise it's not easy to to stay and to make those changes because, Mm. oh dear, when the passion is high, we want to make those changes and up. After a day or two, we'd forgotten about it, and then it's easy to just fall back into the old patterns again, right? Mm. Yeah, and last week we were speaking to Estelle Suki, uh, who had gone through a lot of pain and hurt mm. uh, at the loss of her husband, and mm. that forced her into new beginnings, uh, new ways of thinking, new ways of doing things. Um, uh, her circle of friends and supporters, um, those were new beginnings, but they were not voluntary mm. and uh, they mm. were not a decision that was made because it just happened. Right. Um, mm. Mm. And how hard it was for her. And I think it's a good program for people to listen to. Um, you know, often grief is such a complex thing. Mm. And if people are in recovery or they're walking a road away from addictions or um, a a road of restoration, Mm. Um, any added things like grief can be very hard um, for people that are already struggle with these things. So if you haven't listened, listeners, um, please go to the podcast and make sure that you get that one because she was talking about how it affects her and what does she do to help her to get better. Uh, yes, so it's certainly, if you missed that, uh, to go back to that one. And then the week before that, we spoke to Mac and Nadine Wurstaisen, yes. and they the ministry leaders of Celebrate Recovery in um, Noortuk in Cape Town. And uh, they had spoken about the children that had left the country mm. and the effect that it has on them. And how hard it is and things change. It's also involuntary. Sometimes if we lay down our will and our lives and we surrender to what God wants, mm-hmm. they had to surrender to this plan of that God had for them to let go of their children. But also mm-hmm. toppled, uh, com- completely brought them into an absolutely new situation um, of not being so close to their own children who were mm-hmm. living just about... Uh, a sight away from them that mm. they could actually see their house from their house without the grandchildren and with very limited contact with, with them. And I think many people struggle with this because, um, as we know, many people are leaving South Africa and 
especially older people, I often hear about people in that same exact boat. In mm. fact, we also have a child abroad mm. and how it changes your the dynamics of that relationship, the moment when you don't share the same environment any mm. longer. But, but Suki, that reminds me, there have been many new beginnings uh, um, in our lives uh, of different situations and different times. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about the changes and the new beginnings that had taken place in our lives. Perik, mm. I was thinking immediately, of course, about China and many of the listeners know our story mm. and how we lived in China since 2004 up till 2013. Yeah. And that was a huge new beginning. But mm. even the decision to go, I mean, God had called us many years ago. We always knew we were going to go to China one day. But... Everything that had led to that decision was, and that was a huge new beginning in a new mm, continent, a yeah. new place. And that, at that time, we didn't know about recovery. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it's very interesting that the new beginnings also came along <clears throat> with many challenges. And Often it, that's the, mm, that way, hey. Especially mm. if, you're in a, if one is in a cross-cultural situation. And I think this, uh, there was a missionary trainer that was saying that um, a cross-cultural situation, and especially China, uh, will take the cracks in your life and expose them as canyons. And uh, so... You know, we had a new beginning with regards to ministry. We were missionaries, but then also the crack of uh, of 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 addiction or, um, and sexuality was made very very clear uh, under the stressful situations um, in China. Yes, and some of the listeners that maybe haven't heard that part of your story. That is exactly where the addiction had come to the fore, was mm. while we were missionaries in China. Mm. And you were looking at, or you were cycling to the university and you saw those porn videos along the road that just mm. got stuck in your mind. Maybe yeah. you can just say something about that. Yeah, and it's very interesting how the addiction was revealed. Um, you know, when I, in the, in the 12 steps, uh, step one can be a written step where you look back at where did your addiction really start. And uh, when, I, when I did that exercise, I could trace my addiction or the addiction behavior right back to when I was about nine years old. Mm. And it was absolutely to medicate uh, or to help me feel better about something. So, and then when we were in China, uh, under the many stresses, there was something that my, my, the end of, there was something that I wanted to do, that my mind wanted to do, that my body craved to feel better under those stressful circumstances. And that is when the addiction was revealed. So, Father was an alcoholic, and all of those situations um, brought a, a possibility of that addiction, and which comes even from my childhood. So, um, as you were saying, when I was running or when I was cycling in China, those video cassettes, um, or not cassettes, those video discs, 
would be on the pavement and uh, very, very cheap uh, to be sold. And um, also the internet was very, very quick. And uh, even if you're just looking for a picture for the PowerPoint, there could be so easily um, pornographic material being displayed. Mm. And, uh, And so when the first time it happened, I was really very, very shocked and said, I will never view pornography again. And I didn't do it for about six months. Unfortunately, it happened again. Mm. And all the promises, so I'll never do this again, I promise. I promise to God, I repent, and I tell you. And But however, the frequency and the severity of the addiction increased. Mm. And I, I could just see how much damage it caused our relationship and our, my relationship with the children and even with colleagues. And uh, it was when I got to the rock bottom point of, of, our, of my life that um, you set a certain crisis ahead of me that I reached out for help. Mm-hmm. And that was the main and the greatest new beginning in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it came at a very late stage in my life, in in my 50s, but that is where it started. Mm. That was a real new beginning. Very good. That's really interesting because I never thought we're going to talk about the new beginnings of an addiction or how an addiction developed. Mm. (laughs) But that's what you've just explained. Maybe after the break, you can tell us about the next new beginning. And Mm. that was entering into a path when you realize you couldn't do this on your own. Mm, mm, Thank you. So welcome back, listeners. Uh, Before the break, we spoke about Frederick that told us about the beginning of the addiction, how it actually started. We never even planned to speak about it, but that's what what it came down to when we spoke about new beginnings for us in China. Mm. And then just before the break, you started talking about the beginning of recovery when you think a new beginning started for you. And that was in 2010, right? Yeah, that was January 2010. And that was when I reached out for help Mm. for the first time to a a Christian counselor that was in China. Mm. And um, that beginning brought me into contact with community, safe community with men that were having the same struggle as myself. Because this counselor also knew of other men that were sitting with the same struggle because the tension and the stresses in China are three to four times or two to three times higher than the highest stresses in your own country. That's what they say. If a person lives abroad in a country where you don't understand the language, Mm. where everything is new, Mm. um, that is what it is, that the stress is so much higher than in your own country. But of course, people also experience a lot of stress and strain here. I can just imagine with mm. load shedding, with the economy, um, mm. so many mm. things are just piling on. And that often is what, what catapults um, a, a underlying addiction into a full-blown addiction. Yeah. And what you also mentioned is that I had to rock the boat. Yes. If I didn't say to you, listen, because for five years you told me you had this problem and we prayed and mm. we did everything, you mm. did everything you could. And then I asked you to do the test 
on the internet and you realize it was actually a low a low level addiction right mm, not yeah, even a full okay. blown but it was a low level addiction and when you realized that you really needed help mm, mm. and that was really a new beginning hey that's often what we say recovery and people sometimes wonder because it's not a word that people use often yeah. so what did that recovery process look like for you uh, suki before i go over to that and as you were sharing now i just realized how hard i try to stop by myself mm. Um, I mean, how many promises that were broken and um, until I realized I cannot deny any longer. Mm -hmm. And listeners, at this point, I, if someone is listening now that you are saying, listen, I've been struggling with this thing. I couldn't stop. Um, what, what, what do people do, Frederick? Mm. When they realize they can't stop because this is part of a new beginning. It's a new year. Maybe this is the time when you need to do something about your addiction. If you know that you're struggling with alcohol and that it's out of control, you keep on saying, I'm not going to drink as much as I did, but you keep on doing it. If you're watching porn and you keep on saying, I'm going to stop and you cannot stop mm. or mm. shopping or gambling or internet, whatever it is for you. Gaming. There is a gaming, whatever it is, you can stop, yeah. but how? So, Suki, um, I think the, f the first thing that I realized, and, and that is what you said to me at the crisis point, please find somebody else that can help you because mm. I couldn't help myself. Mm. You couldn't help me any longer. Actually, you were tired of trying to help me. Mm. And that is what brought you the point of crisis, might meet the point of crisis. Mm. So the first thing that I did is I reached out for help mm. uh, with somebody that is knowledgeable um, in many areas. So ideally, uh, when I came to South Africa, um, after a certain time in China, I, I got, in, got in contact with uh, recovery groups. Mm. And I got in contact with a therapist that specializes in that particular form of addiction. Mm. And um, so... Very important, eh? Yes. Because everybody doesn't know about it, especially when it comes to porn and stuff. Mm. Don't just go to any counselor. Go to a specific person that knows about this. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, that is really where the, the, the real journey mm. started. Um, breaking denial, going through the 12 steps um, in, in the recovery groups and with a sponsor or mm. a mentor. And that is where... The recovery really got on its mm. way. Mm. And Frederick, I, I would so love this year, while we're talking about new beginnings, if more churches could open up mm. their doors for people to be able to start taking off their masks. Because in recovery, we get it so often that people say, but they can't be honest at church. They mm. can't really tell people what this is. And that's why... So often there are many of these people that are struggling with addictions. You know, today we're making our 125th program. Yeah, yeah. And we had spoken to so many people that are in recovery or that are much better. But what? They all had to go to a recovery program to help mm, them. Mm. They couldn't just stop by themselves. Most people can't stop by themselves. Mm. They need a structured program. And that I really want to appeal to churches to open their doors for recovery programs, whatever 
a Christian, there are many Christian-based recovery programs mm. that could help people so that people in church um, can take off their masks. Yes. It's not about yes. how bad yeah. we are, but how good our Redeemer is. Oh. And He's the one that rescues yeah. us in spite of ourselves and yeah. in spite of our sin. Hey. That's absolutely right, Suki. And, um, and I think that... Coming to that point um, is that a Christ-centered recovery program is the best one, especially for us that know we are Christ followers and realize Mm. um, we can trust God to bring change in our lives. Mm, mm, mm. And Frederick, you know, but there's so much shame about this that I think churches are are scared. They, they don't like to admit that there are people in my church struggling with these kind of things. Mm, but it's mm, a fact. Yes. Because even if we look at the Bible, hey, because we're reading the one-year Bible as a couple now, mm. and um, we just go through all the broken people. Yeah. Abram, the father of faith, who lied twice about his wife, Sarah, mm. and gave her to kings um, in fear of his life you know, as a wife yeah. to, to kings. Can you believe it? I mean, we always talk about the good things and about about Abraham, but what about this? No, the, the Bible doesn't c- uh, cut out those broken people. No. And what is very interesting for me in that, Suki, is that he passed it on to his son. Mm-hmm. To Isaac. Isaac, because he did the same thing with Rebecca. He did the same thing with, and that's Rebecca. what happens with 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 uh, addictions. If it's if people are not entering a program of recovery, mm. it's not only going to snowball in their own lives, but mm. they're going to pass those things on to that. So he passed the sin of lying and deception mm. on because he had a beautiful wife Sarah, and he was scared that the kings would uh, would kill him or take mm. advantage of him because of that wife. So he told her to lie twice, and Isaac did the same. Yeah. And, of course, there mm. was no, you know, so it just continued. And, and that is also deception, Suki. And he passed that on mm. to his son, Jacob, mm-hmm. um, who oh, was yeah. a deceiver mm-hmm. and uh, who didn't get along with his brother mm-hmm. and uh, had many, many challenges until he wrestled with God and mm. God touched him. Mm-hmm. And that is where the changes take place. And mm. I think... That is where the greatest changes uh, took place in my life and in our lives as a couple is when we entered a Christ-centered recovery program mm. of Celebrate Recovery. And and there we worked through uh, the 12 steps and um, we worked through the serenity prayer, uh, which we spoke about in our program uh, previously. Mm. And uh, that is where the greatest change takes place because mm. God is good. And he is the one that we can surrender all our struggles and all our hurts and our habits and our addictions and our hang-ups because he is the one that ultimately brings the change Amen. through community, mm. through safe people, uh, through counselors, but he is the one that is doing the healing. Right, right. And uh, we're also going to start a program, an in-person program in Celebrate Recovery in Strand, where we're going to continue to help people 
to come to terms with these things. Mm. And uh, it's so important for people to to be willing to do that, to to enter into that. It's a it's about a year of an intense discipleship mm. of helping people to get away from from these patterns. But it is so wonderful to hear when we hear how people are had been set free but it's a process eh? yeah. think how long it has been taking us even in the time that we've been doing this program we continue to grow and mm-hmm. we continue to learn yeah. and maybe at this point we can tell our listeners that we're a bit about to end this program uh, we will have one more month, month. of mm-hmm. intimacy and um, so interesting that um, at the topic of new beginnings, we introduce the beginning of our end <laughs> mm. of our last month that we're going to do this program. And then next month, we're going to look at some of the programs we've 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 done before. And we're going to take out some highlights of the year and how intimacy had played out in our own lives and of those around us. Uh, and that's actually what our program started off and is continuing to mm, be, uh, mm. even in the last month, is intimacy yes. with God, with myself, and with others yeah. in the face of addiction. Right. right. And, and we, we are really um, addressing the realities, redemption, and restoration mm. in the face of addiction. Mm. But once again, not only addictions, but friends and family of it, of addicts. Mm. Um, we address that very often. And so listen next uh, month and um, please uh, download the podcasts of previous programs and uh, that you can do at kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. And um, if you appreciated or you learned something from the programs that we have done after listening to the podcast, please let us know at Frederick, F-R-E-D-E-R-I-K, Suki, S-O-E-K-I-E, one word, at kpulpit.co.za. Until next month, our last month, thank you very much for being with us, listeners, and uh, may you have a, a blessed 2023. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.